Welcome back to Best Hour of Their Day. We have our most controversial topic ever, to the point that we were already fighting before we hit the record button. Before we start, I do want to say that this show is sponsored by nobody. So if you want to sponsor this show, <laughs> if you want to sponsor the show, we're happy to take that sponsorship. Funny you say that, because last week we kind of in jest put out there that the three of us will show up at your box for $10,000, you know, all expenses paid and one check gets us there. And we did have people reach out to us. We're, we're talking to them. So I'd say that offer still stands. But like Fern said, if you do want to sponsor the podcast, get in front of dozens of people every week. <laughs> <laughs> you, you could certainly do that. So you're tuning in. You've probably seen the topic already, but we're going to dive into the misconstrued, I think, the uh, complexity of people that shave reps, people that cheat at CrossFit affiliates. Todd, kick it off for us. I, I think it's interesting. It's an interesting topic in general. Uh, I think it kind of relates back to the discussion we had a couple weeks ago around uh, how important RX is, uh, because a lot of that has to do with, in my opinion, has to do with what you value and emphasize at your gym. If scores are the most important things, uh, then you're going to potentially find people that are willing to, you know, cheat to win evidently because they're so caught up in what the score is. If you devalue uh, the leaderboard to some degree, uh, I think you end up having a little bit less of an issue with that within your gym. And that's what we've seen. It's happened in our gym. Um, but it doesn't happen very often. And it's, it's been with um, younger kids, you know, in their early twenties or late teens that are a little bit more, concerned with how they perform um but other than that it's not not really been an issue and i guess maybe it's something that i just don't care too much about so i don't allow it to be a, a big issue well when you say you don't allow it to be a big issue does it happen at dry fitness uh currently it doesn't like i said we've had a couple people that have done it um in in, in those scenarios previously when it has happened uh, I've approached both of them the same way where I've, I've, you know, grabbed the person after class and been like, Hey man, what's going on? You know, asking the question of, I know you cheated the reps and, and one, one was a younger kid. Like I said, he was in his early twenties. And, um, when I brought that up, he was just, he was devastated. He was so embarrassed and he was, you know, he, he felt so bad about it. Um, and it texted me, I think for the next couple of days was texting me and like making sure that I didn't think any less of him or his character, or any of the rest of that stuff. And then, uh, there was another kid, similar, similar age, same deal. And he just pretended like it, nothing happened and he didn't know, um, just kind of played it off. Like it wasn't a thing. Uh, and he was probably our most chronic offender of the, of the whole deal. And so then it would turn into like when he was working out. I would stand next to him and count some of his reps and he'd like drop his wall ball and start to pretend like he was finished. And I'd be like, all right, 14 more reps. Here we go. Pick it back up and get ready. So we know that I was counting and I wasn't going to let him skirt with the, uh, with the issues there. Before, before Fern dives into his thoughts, which I think will be a lot more stern than either of ours. I, I would say, <laughs> look, look, imagine you're looking at a pie chart of 
people that don't hit the appropriate reps in a workout. Let's take Fran, for example. We all know it's 2159 thrusters and pull-ups. Someone doesn't do that. Often it becomes just very quickly misconstrued as that person shaving reps or cheating. But if you were to look at a pie chart, what percentage would you say are people that are actually cheating versus people that lost count versus people that realize they're going less reps, but in their mind, they internally are scaling a workout. Because I do think there is a little bit of that. It's like, oh, they did 18. But in their mind, they they didn't purposely cheat. They just were like, I can't do 21. So I'm going to, you know, we, we see that. So I think it's one of those situations that we've discussed in the past. We often just simply attribute it to this person's, you know, has malice intent versus they're just dumb or they just were soft and wanted to do less reps. Yeah. And I think, I think that's a reason I, I do think it happens where either people scale down in the middle or people just go crazy in the middle of their workout and they're brain dead and they don't know how to count anymore. Um, so I think that's one reason why I don't make it a big deal and there's no point in calling somebody out about it because you don't know the issue and you can talk to them after the fact and more often than not, they'll, um, you know, let you know if they, they were like, oh, yeah, I couldn't do all 21 of those reps. I only did 15 in the second round or whatever it was. And then you're like, oh, okay, cool. You weren't cheating. So something I don't need to be worried about. Um, I've also had people that like literally do something that there's no way. Like I, I, I had a, uh, somebody that was doing the, the workout of Annie and they started with their 50 double unders and they literally did it in like 17 seconds. And I was like, dude, I'm not questioning your character, but there is absolutely no way that you did that many double unders that quickly. And he was like, no, no, I swear I did. And we, so after class, I was like, all right, do a set of 50. I'm going to count them. You count them. And then we'll figure out where we're at. And he like did a set and ended up breaking around 40. And I told him I was like 40. And he looked at me and he was like, that was 62 or something. So he just literally didn't know how to count <laughs> double unders when he was doing double unders. There was nothing that he was doing intentionally. So I think that happens as much as, um, somebody intentionally trying to cheat so they can put their name at the top of the leaderboard. Yeah, I mean, I think we've all been there where you're doing a movement. And, you know, you, I, I know for me, it's like when I start to count up and then for some reason in my mind, I try to count back down to in, like, trick myself to make it seem easier. Or you're doing a movement that you kind of count a one, two, like a burpee, maybe you count one I down. Burpees up all. Hold the count. It's exhausted, and I'm like, I go to the floor and I do one, and then like 40 or 50 are in. I'm counting both the up and down, and I'm like, I have no fucking idea what number I'm on, so I'm just gonna keep going until somebody else stops. Yeah, and we don't think Fern's cheating, right? You just it, that that no, type no, of stuff I, happens. No, no, I think Fern's cheating. I definitely yeah. know Fern's cheating. Oh, no, I, I am. Yeah, yeah I have to. <laughs> I'd say he's scaling. He's scaling burpees. So, so Fern, what's your opinion now? Uh, I I think I've I've been on both sides of this coin one is the real harsh side of the coin which is like you're a shitty person i question your integrity this is probably how you live the rest of your life and um but now i'm a little bit more in the camp of where todd's at which is that doesn't really have any effect on me if you want to do that that's fine like it it doesn't matter however i can't ignore the fact that it does affect other people in the gym because generally and you guys tell me in your experience in general, the offenders of this, this is usually how you can tell, is they're usually, and this is kind of dumb, they're usually the ones who are talking shit. They're usually the ones pointing fingers to be like, ha ha, I got you today. And I'm like, no, you didn't. But, you know, 
good, good on you, you know, for trying. Um, but it's funny because like Todd said, like if you do this long enough, you just know how long things take. So I've, I've like not even watched somebody do something. I've like started the clock and then turned around and this person has moved on. I literally saw them do nothing. And, and <laughs> if I had them, I said, that is literally impossible. Like it can't be done that fast. You just <laughs> a whole lot of reps <laughs> off of that. And the other thing that I think is asinine is they're not even good at cheating. If you're good at cheating, you're going to cut one or two. And I know this because I played collegiate athletics and your job is to ride the line, right? Your job is to hand check a little bit more. Don't step out of bounds and don't say anything. Just keep playing. But when you cut 10, 12 reps out of a set of 50, I know. I don't have to ask you. Like, I already know the answer um, because you're so far ahead of everybody else that it's just obnoxious. So. Do, I, yeah, I've experienced that. We, we uh, once were, uh, was running a level two seminar and the day one workout was going down and the, the workout had 21 med ball cleans in it. The, that was the first movement, the first round, that was what happened. So if you think about a class full of people doing 21 med ball cleans, do you think anybody has to break that up in the first round? No, you shouldn't have to. No. Shouldn't have to, right? And whether you're the height of Jason, which the cycle time is going to be quicker, or you're the height <laughs> of somebody else that's normal human height. <laughs> normal human height. <laughs> the cycle time is going to be roughly the same at best. If you're really getting it and your cycle time is really, really quick, over the course of 21 reps, how many reps ahead are you going to be if you're the best person in class? Two? Yeah, yeah maybe. two, maybe three. Maybe. We had, we had a uh, – Two and a half to like three I seconds said, per rep. Like it's, we, it's like it's – we, we had a guy finish like seven reps ahead of everybody else in the first round of 21 reps, and nobody else broke, up, broke, up, broke it up. And so right then you see somebody drop their med ball and go on to the next movement. And that alerts your attention to the fact that that doesn't seem right. There's no way that that possibly happened. And then you just spot check a couple of the other reps and you're like, oh, I see what this guy's doing. Um, well, so let me be clear. This episode wasn't about how to better cheat at CrossFit. <laughs> yeah. Well, if which, you're going to do it, you might as well do it. So I think the point is this is, is I think a lot of cheaters don't think people know. If you are cheating, I, I am here to tell you every single person in the gym knows that. Right. Like, we, you are seen as the cheater. When, for instance, if, I, if we're doing a set of 10 deadlifts and I get to the bar before you and I'm starting rep four when you pick up the bar and you finish when I'm on rep seven, you've cheated, my friend. <laughs> and everybody knows. Like, everybody knows that you did that. So I think that's the point of all this is, is that – it's it's not a secret and if and and cheaters don't want to be seen as cheaters they want to be seen as winners but what i'm saying is everybody knows you're cheating it is not a secret it, it is it is widely known in the gym that you're the person that fucking shaves reps okay so we've established that i think the listeners that cheat are now aware of either everyone knows or here's how you cheat better don't cheat on the first movement right don't don't take off a ton of reps you know one or two here and there and and then don't boast about it after and then you can cheat a little bit better but now let's assume the people that are listening are the ones that aren't cheating both from let's look at it from three perspectives let's look at it from a peer perspective so you're just a member in class because we get a lot of people that just hit workouts we get coaches what 
what a coach's responsibility is, and then ultimately what the box owner's responsibility is. So let's let's start from the ground up. How what should other members in the class be doing? Other members in the class should worry about themselves. Yeah. What no. somebody else is doing is completely irrelevant, right? You're competing against yourself and, and trying to be better that day. If you're so wrapped up in somebody else's score and somebody else's reps, you got way too much energy and time on your hands because, you know, you, you should be focused on you and figuring out how you can get better and not be so concerned about what anybody else is doing. That's my opinion with that one. Aaron? Yeah, I don't think you should do anything and have and have confidence in this. These are the people that always get smashed in the open. So just wait for your turn. Just wait for your turn. The day that somebody has to count reps for them, they suddenly have a bad day and they don't do very well. And they need to redo it during open gym by themselves, apparently. So don't don't worry about it. Or like they're the ones that don't do well in comps. They're the purse that everybody's dragging around, you know, so don't worry about it. it has nothing to do with you continue to train their fitness has no bearing on your fit just worry about you i you know i'm obviously I, in agreement with both of you but that's easier said than done the person puts their score up on the whiteboard or they put it in whatever tracking software you have and then they brag about it you know you're you're working hard i think we all can understand why members do care but we agree that right. it's as much as you care so if you wanted to do that, again, let's go down the hole, like, let's just squash this thing. If you're, if you're a member and you're looking for some way to combat this, and this is actually, I was going to, this is one of the things I wrote down as a coach, just a different way to approach it is if that person is talking shit, just, you know, just call them out. Hey, let's put it on video. Let's go head to head. Let's put it on video. Let's go head to head and let's see who wins. We'll get judges the whole nine. And I, I'm more often than that, that person will not take you up on that bet because they know that you finished 20 seconds behind them, but you did 22 less reps than they did. So like the math is not going to work in their favor. Todd, what were you going to add to that? I was just going to say, I think that leads to uh, something that a coach can do. I, I know we, we've done it in the past to where if we know somebody's in class, it's one of those kids that's shaving reps or people that's shaving reps and it's a shorter workout. Uh, an easy thing to do to make sure that they don't at least for that particular workout or to uh, kind of get their attention is be like hey it's a shorter workout today we're going to do it in two heats um, we're going to partner you guys up partner one's going to do the workout while partner two counts the reps and cheers them on and then uh, then you guys will have a little time to to um, get ready to switch and then we're going to do the opposite where partner two is the athlete and partner one's going to count the reps and so now all of a sudden when somebody else is counting your reps you don't have the ability to do that um, and you do that a couple times and see what your score really is. Maybe that brings you back to reality a little bit. And that's an easy way for a coach to ensure that that person doesn't cheat uh, without having to go through the process of calling them out or telling them they're a cheater or do anything like that or stand there and count their reps themselves. So we're and saying, disguise, and you can disguise that under, you know, we're getting ready for the open. You don't have to have the, like Todd right. said, you can do this kind of subtly and just tell everybody, guys, we're getting ready for the open. You need to be acquainted with having a judge or somebody who's going to count your reps. So we're just going to practice here for the next three weeks and then watch, watch these people slowly get in line because they have to now. Or yeah. skip those days. For sure. We were, we, I was talking to Jeff Tincher, who we talked about prior to this, who was featured in the morning chalk up. He, you know, he and his wife owned a box. They've both been a part of the level one seminar staff. And he said he started doing that and 
he would surprise the members and he would see the cheaters literally show up and leave. <laughs> well, so the other thing I was going to go, that's amazing. The other thing I was going to go back to on the partner wads is, you know, you could run two heats, but the other thing you can do is if you can just program more partner workouts, meaning and put set reps on things where it's kind of a, you go, I go thing, because I mean, if somebody has the balls to cheat directly in front of the person that they're working out with, then that is a conversation about them maybe having to go away. So you, again, you can do a lot of these things subtly. The other thing you could do is you can ask them to videotape their workout, uh, but do it under the guise of like, I want to, I want to work on some technique and some strength stuff so just get the whole full review it and i'll tell you where you can make up some time or clean up some technique without having to say like i want to count your reps because if it does turn out that way you're looking at it like hey i'm looking at this we can clean these things up uh, but also it looks like you were <laughs> we can <laughs> clean up the fact that you only yeah. did have the reps Let's to include counting yeah to include your counting we can clean that up too but that's just another way to try to ap approach it without going head on and saying and questioning somebody's character because again there does there does exist that scenario where they are not doing it maliciously. They're just not paying attention. Okay. So let's, I think we've really established some good kind of boundaries. Members don't lose your mind about it and, and don't say anything bad. You know, you don't want to be the cause of drama, bring it to the coach. You've given some solutions for the coach. I think it's broader for the box owner, which we should get to next, but let's, let's take a moment. And we, we've established not everyone does it maliciously. But let's dive into the brain of someone that's doing it maliciously. Why do they do this? What's going on in someone's head? And if you're a rep shaver and you need uh, an intervention, we will have you on next week's episode to, to dive deeper into this. I'll, I will, you know, I'll grab my degree. It's right up there. My master's degree in psychology. I, I feel like I feel like you're asking this question directly to yourself, Jay. Why don't you tell us why you try to cheat so you can finally beat me in a workout or in the open? Is that what you're going for here? Or so that you only have to do 22 of those back squats that you've been talking trash about and you can count it towards 50. Is that what you want? I did a big set of back squats maybe last week just to kind of test it. And What's I was like, squat, seven? No, I was doing, I think I did 15 at 185. At, at, at 135? No, at 185. Just to move up. I was like, fuck, this is going to be really hard. <laughs> uh, I wasn't like in the same mindset that I'm going to be. You know oh, what I mean? yeah, yeah. You're so mentally Game tough. day. Game day is sure. different. Game day is different. Yeah. I, can so, jump I can jump higher on game day. But <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh, t let's take a moment and, and think about it, you know, because – because here's how I've always approached it as the, as whether it's a member coach or box owner, because I've really seen it from all different angles now. And I tell, you know, people that if, if someone's cheating, they've got some serious shit going on in their life. If this is that important to them. Yeah. Agree, man. If, if, if your scores in the gym matter, we got issues like that. There's bigger issues than that. I completely agree. We say the same thing in our place. It's like, the more that the, our workouts and our scores and our PRs or any of that kind of stuff, but where you shake out on the ladder, the leaderboard matters. The, the bigger, the, the something else is going on. It's way, way bigger than simply what, what's happening in the gym. That's for sure. That, that's a tough one though, Jay. And it's a good point though, because that, that involves me to put my feelings aside about it and just look at, Hey, this person, 
this person's clearly got something going on. We're like, and granted, we do want this to be the best hour of their day. And we do want this to be the highlight of what they have going on. But if this is what they hang their persona on, that's a problem. And if their persona is totally predicated on them winning every single workout and they're doing it at the expense of throwing all integrity out the window, again, I think you're right. There are bigger issues. And there, I think there are ways you can appeal to that athlete to slowly bring them in line without, without making it confrontational. Yeah, and, and I, think, I think it – Go ahead, Todd. It, it, goes, it goes back to what do you – what do you celebrate and emphasize inside the walls of your gym? If like the leader on the, on the scoreboard or on the whiteboard is the person that is celebrated every day, well, then there's going to be people that want that recognition. If it's, Hey, this person moved with the most quality movement. I'm super stoked on that. Or, Hey, this is the person that finally did pull up. It, it just depends on what you emphasize and what you are celebrating with inside the walls of the gym. Um, I've seen people come from other gyms that, that come in and they've got this, I think, nervousness and stress and anxiety about how they perform. And then they're around our gym for a little, real, little while and realize that the leaderboard is the least important thing in there. Yeah, we want you to do better, but nobody's really worried about where you shake out. And, and I think it helps to lessen some of that anxiety just because we celebrate things like the quality of your movement and, and the progress that you're making overall, not where you rank or stack up against everybody else. Yeah, and I'm just throwing it out there. You know, we have listeners that have brought this topic up to us, asked us to discuss it, and we, the three of us aren't always the most sympathetic or empathetic people on the planet, but I think deep down we are, and it's like, hey, just take a step back and realize if someone is cheating, they got some shit going on. You know, usually, you know, and whether they, whether it's apparent or not, you know, they're probably unhappy outside of the, you know, this is where they get their win, and their win comes from cheating, so might not be the best move to always just bash them is what I'm saying. Agreed. Agreed. So, so let's go down that road. At what point, and I'm asking both of you the question, at what point, and, and I understand there's no hard line here, but at what point do you decide to intervene as the box owner? At what point is it now your responsibility to inject yourself into that situation in whatever form you deem necessary, whether it's mid-class or a sit-down? I'll tell you when I've done it in the past. So, it's it's two things to me. It's when it's kind of like um, a cancer in your box, right? As as it starts to spread, if it's if it's impacting people, because my mentality has there's I've had numerous scenarios back in the day where there was cheat. I can think of probably five really big ones that continued, and and a lot of it was because I didn't care. I would always take that approach of if someone's cheating, I really don't care. Now. I have to be aware that I'm still trying to build a community and I have hundreds of other people and whether or not I care, they do. So when it was, you know, when it was becoming something that spread and more importantly, when I say spread, when I realized this person that's cheating, although he's the culprit, he's going to wind up getting, or she, it was mostly men though, let's be honest. It was um, when they are going to wind up getting really hurt because everybody is talking about them and they're going to find out. Yeah. I would rather be the one that comes in and, you know, hey, just so you know, there's people chatting, you know, whether or not I believe them or not, but there's chatter of this, so you might want to be aware of it. What do, what do you think, I, yeah. Todd? Yeah, I was going to say, I think that the, the moment to step in is when you are 100% confident that it's happening. 
So you spot check their reps, not just in one class and one workout, but you do it, you know, repeatedly for a couple of weeks. And there is a consistency in, you know, them shaving a large number of reps. Then it's like, all right, so this is not just a one-off thing where you lost count or you just don't know how to count this movement very well. Um, this is something that you're doing intentionally. So let me check in with you and see what's going on. Um, like I said, we, I, you know, I've gotten to that point and grabbed them outside of the class and had a conversation with them to see what's going on. So I, you know, I think the time to step in is once you are 100% sure that that is truly the case and then try to figure out what's the root of it, what's going on. And that's typically the box owner's responsibility, but you've brought up a couple other things, Todd, that we should dive into from the box owner perspective. You've mentioned the emphasis a few times. So is that a time and a place to eliminate RX, to eliminate weights, to eliminate the whiteboard? Or is that so extreme to compensate for one person that's cheating? I don't think you eliminate the whiteboard, but we, I mean, we've had this discussion before. It's like at our gym, we don't have weights listed on the board. We devalue RX. It's not really a thing um, because we're not concerned with that. You know, the, the, the RX or the, the goal is the intended stimulus. And so we continue to do that. And I think there's probably also a, a, a reason it doesn't happen a ton at our gym is that like everybody's constantly getting scaled. Like if it's a high volume workout, like very few people are doing all the reps anyways, because, you know, we're giving them the proper number that's going to help them um, accomplish the, the, the stimulus of the workout anyways. And so um, over the course of a class of 12, 15 athletes, I mean, 10 of the 15 are doing something slightly different anyways. So it, once again, it doesn't really matter. We're not comparing apples to apples anyways. So I think that helps to eliminate people from feeling like they have to cheat to not finish last or to be towards the top of the leaderboard. You can still post one of the best times if you're scaled appropriately. And that's the way it should work is to where everybody is competing for the best time and if they're scaled appropriately that competition is on par like just because somebody did less reps or less weight I still want to try to beat them and that's going to elicit some intensity and if we're all finishing in a similar time um, then it just means that we're scaled appropriately anyways. Fern would you make any changes to compensate for that? I think um, there's probably a way to do to to do two things at once meaning I can verify that this is actually happening and it's a consistent behavior and potentially getting them in line with some kind of strategic things that you do within your class. Um, one of the things we mentioned in a previous episode was, was changing what RX means with regard to checking that box. So like you can just check the stimulus, right? Not the rounds or reps or weight, right? So I talked about like, we're going to do that again in November. So if you haven't heard that, episode about what is RX, go back and listen to it. But um, when we've done that, when we changed it, where it wasn't a specific rep count, it wasn't a specific loading, the people that griped to the most generally fell in that bucket of they were the ones that were little iffy on their counting, if you will, because now now it's just kind of a free for all and they can and they, everybody can check that box. So it, it, going back to what Todd said, it, I'm not going to say it devalues it, but changes the mindset with regard to how I do that. And it makes it much harder for you to cheat to the point where people care because if I have 15 people in the class, they could all do 15 different things. And now nobody cares about what you got. Like everybody's just like, okay, you hit the stimulus, good for you. 
The other thing you could do if you really wanted to, to verify this and force them is you can change the programming a little bit and you can use things like lower rep counts or things like calories on the assault bike, the rower, the skier, where nobody's cheating on those. Because I just have walked by, look at the screen and know that it says 10 when it was supposed to be 12. And now I just have to ask you a question. Um, it's also one of those things where it's much easier for you to count without being super obvious about counting. Because we all know that like basically past 10, it's really hard for you to count somebody's reps without being super obvious about it. But if I can program things that are a lower rep count where it's really obvious that you only did three of the five reps to everybody in the room, you're far less likely to do that. People start to shave those numbers when it goes 15, 20, 25, because nobody's watching them do those reps. We're the only ones that know that because I've seen so many people do that over the years that I know how long it takes you to do 50 med ball cleans and it's not 35 seconds. So. Yeah, I think something cheaters aren't aware of with, with coaches of our experience, I don't know about you guys, but I'll accidentally just be counting. Without know, even looking. Just without even fly. looking. <laughs> you know, just I'll be talking to someone and I'll be I'll still be counting someone's reps just from the years I think of personal training and then also having that experience like you said. We don't necessarily need to count 21 pull-ups because we know if you're hopping off that bar in 10 seconds, you didn't do 21 pull-ups. Right. Todd Todd gave a little story for him. Do you have a a good cheating story that you'd like to share? Um not necessarily have a good story, but I just one of those things where it, it always it always gets exposed when it comes to the open every year those people don't do as well as they've been doing consistently on the leaderboard in your gym every year they were at the top and now they're like middle or bottom because they're not used to doing the right volume hitting the appropriate intensity and it comes out in the wash and they're super bummed after the open or now the open is stupid right because they don't do very well um you know so yeah, but again, I've been back and forth on that. I have had to pull people aside. I have told people to leave. I've had competitive athletes who are, who are really fit and it didn't even make any sense for them to cheat, would come in and cheat because they just wanted to be, you know, the big dog in the gym. And I would, those were people that really rubbed me the wrong way. And this is probably the more aggressive Fern uh, or Vern, uh, however you want to, <laughs> um, where I would just count their reps out loud. Because you came into my gym and just immediately tried to piss in my face, right? It's just like you came in, you, you, you were grossly miscounting and then telling everybody how great you were, at which point now I have to come in and squash that because now I'm protecting the community because you're trying to come in from the outside. If this is somebody who's been with you for a while, I think that warrants a, a little bit softer approach. Yeah, I think, you know, I think like you've said, it's typically, I, I had numerous athletes that when they were cheating the open would come around and they were hurt all of a sudden you know it was yeah. one of those scenarios but I think one thing we've nailed is as a box owner it's important to address if it's impacting the entire the entire community but you can handle it in a in a soft matter actually and I do he, have a story now that you bring it up all right this, let's hear it this is, this is that same one and I had a had a pretty competitive athlete come in my gym this is probably maybe two two years ago and consistently cheating i mean really obviously and again it was stupid because he didn't need to it was crazy fit and uh so i watched it and i watched it and i watched it and it was getting to the point where it was really obnoxious so like in one workout it was like a 20 minute amrap i think i called him out like a dozen times for the wrong rep count never came back just left 
just left. Literally never walked in the door again. And everybody was just fine with that. Well, so. like, like we've said, if someone's cheating, I've always said they, they've got far deeper issues than I can handle. And I can, <laughs> and I can tell you there won't be any cheating when I hit 50 back squats in a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, because it's not going to happen. Mostly, yeah. Mostly because <laughs> Todd's going to be counting the reps very loudly, I'm sure. And I'm going to be crying just with laughter falling Here's, to the ground. Well, I'm excited about it. I think we've I think we've summed it up. I know it's one of those areas that people kind of want maybe a hard and fast rule, but there isn't one. There there really isn't one when it comes to rep shavers other than doing your best to to not uh, advance the situation. Yeah. Nobody wins if it turns into a big deal. If you call them out in front of the rest of the class or something like that, that's just not a good experience for anybody. Nailed it. All right, guys, we've wrapped up a, a controversial topic in rep shavers. And if you guys, if anyone listening has feedback for us, hit us up and we'll be happy to address it in uh, next week's episode. Cool. See you. Thanks again for listening to Best Hour of Their Day. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, one more time, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and send us any feedback you have to at Best Hour of Their Day on Instagram and Best Hour of Their Day at gmail.com if you want to shoot us an email. We appreciate you. Thanks again. Have a great rest of your day.